Hello, and welcome back to Miss D's Lunacy. I'm going to introduce you to a multifaceted, amazing, talented woman from Canada, raised in Windsor, Ontario, who's an amazing singer, so very talented, she's an absolute superstar. Welcome, Amy Rivard. Oh, thank you for having me, Miss D. I'm happy to be here. Well, you're just a bundle of joy, as far oh, as I'm concerned. I've never you. seen somebody smile so happily all the time. I mean, in order for us to listen to you, really, I'm going to put on the song for you, which is My Turn to Shine. Yes, that's my song. <laughs> that's the most fabulous. And you write all these songs yourself. Yes, yes, I right, do. Right, so hit it. It's a wonderful song because it's so upbeat. Thank you. And it's very free and very positive. Now, 13 is your lucky number, isn't it? It's it's one, yeah. I like the number 13. You know, I, I walk under ladders. Those things don't scare me. Oh, they scare me. <laughs> now, you started opera classical training at the University of Windsor, and you're a high coloratura soprano. Yes. And you studied for four years, which is remarkable. Thank you. 
And But your basic joy was the musical theater. That was really your passion. Yeah, so I started out in the opera, and then I ended up um, doing one year in the opera and then four years in the musical theater because it was more of my passion. It was, I, it, it was my heart. Amazing. And you were mesmerized by the river dance. So let's talk about the river yeah, dance. Yeah, so my dad had brought home this video from a friend of his from Ireland, a short little video of this show called River Dance. I was glued to the TV set, and I'm from Windsor, as you mentioned, and Detroit is just across the border from us, and I saw that River Dance was coming to Detroit. So I went to find out how I could go see the show for free, because I'm always on a budget, you know what I mean? Starving artist here. So I ushered the show a few times, and I was fascinated with this show. I, I, I wanted to be in this show. I said, I have to be in that show. So then, coincidentally enough, I was in Toronto a couple months later, and I had no idea, but Riverdance was there. So I went to the backstage door, and this kid came out, this drummer kid, and I was like, I want to be in your show. He's like, oh, okay, I'll go get the company manager. I was like, okay. So he went in, got her. She said, yeah, just give me your photo resume. So then, that, then they sent me a letter in the mail. This was snail mail days, folks. And so they sent me a letter. They said, can you please make a, a recording of yourself doing these songs? Well, I was in my final year of university, so I was busy with, you know, doing finals and things. So I kind of procrastinated a bit, sent them the recording, and they said, you know what? It's lovely, but it's too late. We've already formed the company. So I was devastated. So, but I got my degree, so that was fine. And then I was doing a summer stock production where I was actually losing money to do the production. I was a local jobber, as they say. So I was paying rent so that I could be in this show and made, you know, $90 a week, which I had to spend on food. Anyhow, but um, it was a great experience, made great friends. And then at the end of this, this production, a man said to me, you know, Amy, you should go to Toronto for these auditions. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, what are the auditions? He's like, oh, well, you know, it's this show called Riverdance. And I was like, what? Amazing. Yeah, I mean, he didn't know. He didn't know. We weren't even close friends. He didn't know that this was my dream show. So the fact that he mentioned that to me was amazing. Um, so I asked the girl sitting next to me in the dressing room if I could stay at her house in Toronto. Said, you know, do you want to audition with me? And we'll go. We crashed the auditions. We had no appointments. So she said yes. We went to the auditions. And they remembered me from my recording and everything. They said, great job, left, didn't hear anything at all. Oh, so God. six months go by. I'm living on the floor of my friends. It was a two-bedroom apartment that we made into a four-bedroom apartment. So when everyone's boyfriends were there, there were about seven people living in this two-bedroom apartment. And I was a receptionist at the time at Much Music um, in Canada. Living on the floor, got a phone call at work. And it was my parents. I said, Amy, listen to this message. And there was a message from Ireland saying, we'd like you to join the company of Riverdance. And my friend got the job, too. How fantastic. Yeah. And so after all that, about a year and a half it took to yeah. get this yeah. whole thing going. Yeah. But how long were you in the Riverdance? I actually, everything I kind of do for a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Did, I did Riverdance for a year and a half, and then I would fill in here and there off and on. And with that story, it's funny... I, that I feel like, and you'll, there's another story I can tell. What's yours can't pass you by. I tried so, so hard, and then when I didn't get it, I was devastated. But the thing is, is that if it's meant to be yours, it's not going to pass you by. It might 
take, take a, a little, little. It might take a little while. <laughs> it might take a little while. Uh, yeah. So then you did something even more fabulous. You did tour of Camelot. Yes, I did tour of Camelot in Western uh, Canada. It was very cold. I was lived in Winnipeg. I spent New Year's, my birthday, Christmas there. It was it was horrible. Uh, <laughs> it was too cold. I, I'm Canadian, but I don't enjoy the cold weather. I don't either. <laughs> and so you did that, and then you did the Silver Sea Cruise Line. Yes, I was a per- performer in the production show on Silver Sea Cruise Lines, and that was an amazing experience. I had never thought that I would be traveling to all these beautiful countries. You know, we started in Athens, and I'm half Greek, which is, you know, it was amazing to be there. We did. Then my second contract, I started in Manaus, Brazil. I, I, and I think travel is one of the best educations in the world. It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. But yeah. you were supposed to be going to this little place, this little island in Greece. Yes. And you didn't. Yes. I was. Uh, I went to Rhodes, and I was supposed to go to... They asked me to go on a tour of the White Houses of Lardos. And I was more interested in seeing the old old town of Rhodes. So that's a yeah, little story. Should I talk about it yes. now? Or? Yes. So one of the reasons that I was so drawn to Riverdance is because I'm adopted and my biological family, what I knew was part Irish and the other, my birth father was half Greek. So Amazing. Amazing. So the fact that, you know, I'm on this ship and they said, do you want to go to Lardos? And I said, no, no, no. Well, I've since met my birth family and the White Houses of Lardos is actually where my birth family is from originally. And I've since stayed in those White Houses of Lardos and it's a five-minute walk from my grandparents' home where they raised all of my aunts and uncles and lived their lives. And you said to me that had you gone, they would have known exactly who you were. Yes, yes. If I went into the town, you know, it's a very small town, and I look exactly like my aunt. I mean, it's uncanny how how much we look alike. So when you uh, decided when you were about 20... 28. I was 28 when I met them. I know, but you had put yourself on a registry. Yes, I put myself on a registry when I was... Volunteer. 18, yeah. Volunteer registry. You know, when you're a kid, you're always curious. Who do I look like? Where do I get my singing voice from? Do I have siblings? Just curiosity. I mean, my family, I have an amazing family who raised me, and that's my family. But it's just you're curious about about these other things. And so I put my name in, and I didn't think, you know, they would... I thought maybe when I'm 60, you know, they'll be looking for me or something. I didn't think when I'm 28. Really? So I had spent all this time on the road, as you mentioned, with Riverdance and Camelot and on Silver Sea. And so I thought, you know what? I've been on the road long enough. It's time for me to settle down somewhere. I wanted to settle down in New York, but I didn't have what I needed to get a green card yet. But I could live in England because my grandmother was British. So as I'm flying over to England... My birth mother is entering in her information in the database. Oh, my God. So I get to England. I'm unpacking my things. I check my email, and there's an email, and the title is my birth date and my biological name, which nobody knew those things except for me and my birth family. So I didn't even open it, and I'm sobbing like a a baby. So then I read the email, and it says, we think we've made a match. How would you like to communicate? Or No, first they said, what do you have? What do you know? And I told them all the information I knew, and my birth mother had given me, you know, her baby ring and her baptismal necklace, and my grandmother had made me this ceramic jewelry box. And so they're like, okay, this is a match. (laughs) It's pretty easy. And then so a 
month later, I kind of rush into things. I'm, I'm learning I need to not rush into things. A month later, I fly home. I meet her. I meet her husband. I meet my half-sister. And then I'm going through, you know, I'm going through everything. I'm like, well, let's try and find my birth father. He was a little harder to find. But then, you know, a couple weeks later, I find him. I meet him. I met my other half-sister, my aunts and And they uncles. all came from Canada. Yep. So they all, it, we were all in the same hometown. And my grandparents used to, or my, my, my parents used to bring me to the Greek festival so that I could connect with my roots and understand where I came from. And this woman would come and talk about, you know, the Greek tradition on stage. And then she would bring the kids up. And I always wanted to go up to her and say, hey, you know, this is my story. I'm a adopted and whatever and had had I done that it would have been my aunt that I was talking to and my so cousins incredible. that that I was dancing with and my grandfather since you know I've since met my grandfather and he said did you buy the souvlaki and I'm like yeah I bought the souvlaki he's like I was the one who gave you the souvlaki and I can't do a Greek accent I don't know what accent that was so it's all right it's just for it's amazing so this mermaid you were always jealous of happens to be your cousin oh, yeah so so that's the other story so I did a a fashion show, or, or no, it was an opening of something, and we all had these costumes on, and this one girl had the mermaid costume on, and I was jealous. I wanted the mermaid costume. And so, you know, I took a picture of her, and I still have that picture in, in my basement at home. And that was my first cousin. So, um, and, and I guess my grandparents were at this event, and my aunts and uncles, and so we were all, all there. And then the other story is that when my birth parents found out my name and who I was, and my dad worked in life insurance, well, my grandfather, my biological grandfather's best friend worked in life insurance and worked with my father his whole life. So this man saw my whole life, knew knew all about me and had no idea that it was his best friend's first grandchild. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just mind-boggling. Mm -hmm. Amy, it is just amazing this story. Oh, thank you. Now listen, you could buy her albums at iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, and you've got to listen to this beautiful voice of yours. Thank you. Now there was some there was a song that you also wrote. Yes. Which was Carry Me. Yes, that's Which I think is beautiful. Thank you. So thank let's you. hit it for Carry Me, please. Show me where you're 
So then you did what? You did Tokyo for two contracts, yes? Yes, that's is another story. What's yours can't pass you by. I actually got the job while I was living in England. But, you know, all this stuff was happening with meeting my birth family, and I was my cousin's maid of honor. And I said, you know what? I've got to turn this contract down. I need to go home. I need to, you know, discover these things. And I, it was a really difficult decision to make. I had wanted to do Tokyo Disney for so long, and these things aren't easy to get, you know? No. And I turned it down, and, and there were moments where I regretted it and thought, why did I turn this down? But again, what's yours can't pass you by, because then... I'm sitting at a coffee shop in Toronto thinking I'm going to move to America illegally, which I didn't. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking putting those plans in motion and I get this phone call from Japan saying, "Hey, you know, you turned us down last year, but we were wondering if you would like to come to Tokyo Disney and start a contract in I think it was January." I was like, "Yes, please." <laughs> it's unbelievable. And you were singing. I was there for I, I did two contracts there again. Everything seems to be a year and a half. While I was there, this show called Celtic Woman came to Tokyo Disney. Celtic Woman, I had a few friends in it from when I had performed with Riverdance and went to see the show and some of the guys, you know, in the show said, "You know, Amy so and so is leaving. You know, you should send your stuff and maybe you can get in and I was like I don't know I've already done an Irish show I think I need to do something new and I was like you know what I don't want to be unemployed yeah sure I'll send my stuff sent my stuff they're like yeah you got the job I wish it was always that easy and um, you know I had my videos of course and they they saw my my history got the job so I flew from I finished my contract at Tokyo Disney Flew home to Windsor for five days. Then I got on a plane. No, I think it was three days. Then I flew to Ireland. We rehearsed there for maybe two weeks. Then I flew back to Canada on my birthday and then joined the tour in Tampa, Florida, which is actually where I joined Riverdance. So Tampa, Florida has this you know, special place in my heart because that's where I started two amazing shows that have been such a beautiful part of my story. But Karamee's very moving. Thank you. Your song is very moving because it was about a turmoil in your life, really. Well, hey, anybody who goes into the business of trying to be an artist goes through a lot of turmoil. You're putting yourself out there, your heart, your soul. You can be rejected on a daily basis. You know, you go to auditions and and I just was at a point where I was like, I can't do this any I'm done. You know, I had it was a breaking point. And it was the first song I wrote in New York. I guess it's the you know, it's New York's initiation. Um But it's a beautiful thank song. You, thank you. It it's my baby. That song is definitely my baby. It really <laughs> is. I mean, it was just so moving to me. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was like, Oh my god, how does she do this? So anyway, you did Tampa for a year and a half. Or yeah, we I started in Tampa and then we did the tour for a year and a half and, and then we did um I flew to Ireland again so that we could do some DVDs for PBS, some PBS specials. And that was an incredible experience. The last one I did was the Powers Court Gardens DVD. And I mean, just the stunning castle. So DVDs on PBS and you can yep. look it up on YouTube. Yeah, How do you yeah. do that? Uh, you can just search Celtic Woman Powers Court Gardens on YouTube. Um, and it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. And then, you know, having all these things in my background, sort of building a resume, gave me the opportunity to apply for my green card. Uh, and again, what's yours can't pass you by. When I had first come to New York 
as a as you know a teenager or, or whatever and I was trying to get into auditioning this casting director she took me aside she said you know if you want to work in New York you're going to have to build up a resume and get a book full of articles about yourself and letters from producers and all these things so I had that in the back of the, my mind so every time I did a new show I would get these articles written you know even from my hometown newspaper so then I could start building a basis of my career to support my visa application, my green card application, and you know, and of course I had to pay my my lawyer fees. But <laughs> well, hey, your voice is beautiful. Thank you. Thank I mean, it's you. absolutely magnificent. I was blown away. Thank you. You are amazing. Thank you. So you are available at Amy at AmyRivard.com. Yep, people can email me there if they want me to do house concerts or private parties, weddings. weddings. Um, Holiday parties. Yep, yep. And then my website is www.amyrevard.com. And I've got my Twitter is Amy Rivard. My Instagram is Amy Rivard. My Facebook is Amy Rivard. So it's easy to find. R-I-V-A-R-D. Yep, I'm the brunette. (laughs) You're the brunette. (laughs) Yeah. And a very pretty one at that. Thank you. I'm not a pretty blonde. When I was in Tokyo, (laughs) they had me... All in blonde wigs, except for one. And I don't think I'm meant to be a blonde. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, because that was your your role. Yeah. You had yeah. to be a blonde. Isn't that funny? Yep. That's so funny. I know. And you're like, what? Got to wear this wig? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this isn't me. Like for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's so wonderful. So now you are singing at Tavern on the Green yes. at the Beer Garden. Yep, I'm there. It's going to be... Every Sunday from 5 to 9. Wonderful. Unless it rains. If it rains, we're not there. And I also sing at a place called the Astor Room in the Kaufman Astoria Studios. Now, this place has a very special spot in my heart. It's one of the first places I started singing in the city. And what people don't realize is before, like, Kaufman Astoria Studios was one of the original movie studios. Hollywood wasn't even conceptualized at the time. This is where your silent films were shot. You know, Gloria Swanson, the Marx Brothers, these these people were there. And the Astor Room used to be the commissary where the silent film stars used to dine in between shoots. And they actually have maintained the exact same tile walls and a fan that was there in the 20s. You can see a picture of Rudy Valentino in the exact same room, and and you can touch the wall and think, oh my God, Rudy Valentino might touch this wall. So I love New York history. When I first went there, the manager at the time told me some ghost stories. I love it. So apparently the morning porter would come in, and he said that when nobody's there, he said, this place is really busy, meaning all the silent film stars are back at the Astor Room enjoying their time like they did between shoots um, when they were doing their silent films there. Then he said that all the silent film stars that have their pictures in the basement are pissed off that their picture's not in the restaurant because they still want to be seen. And then he came in one day and he said, I can't work here anymore because the woman at the top of the stairs talks to me all the time. So, yes, so so the manager was like, "Okay, I'll move her picture." So they moved her picture, and she actually was in in a spot where she was all by herself. She couldn't talk to anybody, so she always kept falling off the wall. The picture frame would fall off the wall. So they've since moved her back to the basement where all the others are so she can talk to her friends. So she's happy. That's Betty Bronson. And they replaced her picture with Sylvia Sidney, who was a silent film star, but one of her last roles was in Beetlejuice, where she played a ghost. She was the coach, the smoking coach with the groggy voice. It's amazing to see she had this long career, which is incredible. And then the third diva in my song, the song is called The Three Divas, 
And the third diva is Gloria Swanson, because apparently Gloria Swanson came to Francis Ford Coppola when he was, or Coppola, I can never say it, whatever it is. She came to him when he was shooting the Cotton Club there and gave him tips on the 1920s era. So he created a role for the character of Gloria Swanson in the film. Fantastic. So I was fascinated by these stories that still wanting to be seen. Uh, and the song is called The Three Divas. And I'm, I'm trying to raise funding to shoot a music video at the restaurant to tell their story and my story, obviously. So hopefully, I mean, I hope I can get it done. But you're there year. once a month, right? Yes, once a month. So if you check my website, amyrevard.com, you can see. I'm not sure when I'm there next month, once a month. But what day is that? I mean, is it? It's... Um, I don't. We don't have it booked yet. <laughs> That's yeah, for okay. October. Yeah. I just can't believe these three divas are all messing around in the studio. Yeah. Oh, and there's probably. I'm sure there's a few other ones. <laughs> but how does a picture fall off the wall every day? I don't know. I don't know. That is an amazing yes, story. Yeah, yeah. There's some other stories. And the too. guy's freaking out, right? He's yeah, like, Yeah. One, one night, the chef was there. Overnight, they were prepping for one. They shoot so many things there still. They were prepping, and he had his iPod on, and he said all of a sudden there was this, the music stopped, and there was a warbled voice coming through. Yeah. That's kind of eerie. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? But mm-hmm. you must love it there. I love it. I love it. And the the people are so wonderful, and it just has, it's a really special place, and you really feel like you're stepping back in time. And they have a great happy hour, too. <laughs> Well, there you go. Now, you also did something absolutely kooky, which is you did a video in yes. Ontario, I mean, in Windsor. Yep. To, and what was that all about? So I have an alter ego. Her name is Candy Canadiana. And that started, I found a red and white dress at a secondhand store. It's pretty much made from the same material as a Canadian flag. So I called it my Canada flag dress, my, you know. And I, when I was on tour, I would always throw Canada parties or two months until Canada Day party. I did that in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean one, one time. And... You know, so people kind of, you know, I was like, this is Candy Canadiana and was kind of a running thing. And then when I went home from tour, I was driving down the street and I noticed this house that was all red and white covered. I mean, maple leaves on them. Everything was red and white. And then I found out who he was. And my friend said, oh, like, you should go inside. Like, so I met the guy, went inside. He's got maple leaves in the toilet bowl. (laughs) Everything in this place is red and white. His whole bedroom. So you can, that website is candycanadiana.com it's www.candycanadiana.com or you can just look up what's up canuck on youtube um and i shot these videos at his house and it was amazing that he let me do that and they're kooky and silly and i actually won a trip to the vancouver 2010 olympics from those uh videos and thousands of people were giving these was doing the same thing yeah they all sent in it was a contest for a proud canadian you had to send your videos in and i sent my videos in hysterical you're like going up and down the hill you're falling into a tree you're eating a pine yeah i kind of just came up with the ideas and we kind of just improv them i was doing um, a film at the time an independent film and i asked some of the crew if they would do these videos with me and i said okay you know this is what i want to do today this is just roll with me and kind of made it up and then there happened to be a bunch of kids there that were really good and it so was you great. were the winner you were the winner yeah all right <laughs> thank you thank you that is absolutely amazing so your three divas you wrote that right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so now we're going to listen to something even more fabulous because it's about 
your strength Thank you. of where I am. That is the song. It's the title track of your last album, yes. is it not? Yes, it is. It's wonderful. I mean, these songs just absolutely move me. Thank so you. hit it. So we're going to listen to Where I Am. Love it. I wish you all the best luck. Thank you. I'm going to be listening to you. Thank you, Misty. And we're going to do all this. We're going to make it happen. Lead us not into temptation. We can find it ourselves. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. And you are marvelous. Thank you. So Don't ever you, forget Misty. it. Thank you.